0: from magicians, punk bands, street dancers, gymnasts to singers, songwriters and stand-up comedians. But there could only be one winner, and that was local drummer Dylan Saunders-Swales, age 13. Dylan will now be performing in front of a 700-plus audience in a big top as part of Pembrokeshire's Greatest Show in June. Dylan is the youngest in Wales and second youngest in the UK to gain a distinction grade 8 on the drum kit. Well done, Dylan. Pembrokeshire's Road Policing Unit has dealt with 31 incidents of drink or drug driving, five of disqualified driving... 34 uninsured vehicles and 26 untaxed vehicles since the beginning of this year. In March, the unit seized 28 grams of heroin, made three arrests for the supply of Class A drugs, two possession of cannabis arrests and one possession of heroin arrests, as well as dealing with six cases of drug driving. Officers also made six arrests for drink driving in March, as well as arresting one disqualified driver and making one arrest for criminal damage and one for theft. The jury, asked to decide if two Pendine men murdered their neighbour, has been sent home for the weekend after failing to reach unanimous verdicts. Stephen Baxter, aged 52, and Geoffrey Stephen Ward, aged 41, are accused of killing Simon Peter Clark, a 54-year-old father of three. All three lived on the Grove Caravan Park in Pendine and during the evening of September 27th last year were involved in an altercation. The prosecution alleged that Baxter and Ward attacked Mr Clark and that Baxter stabbed him to death. Ward argues that he fought with Mr Clark but was back inside a caravan when Baxter delivered the fatal stab wound during a later confrontation. The judge, Mr Justice Picken, has told the jury that at this stage he will only accept a unanimous verdict. The jury will continue to deliberate at 10am on Monday. Baxter and Ward both deny murder. A social inclusion group which gives people the chance to perform with local professional musicians is the latest winner of the Pride in Pembrokeshire Award. Wings Over Pembrokeshire meets every Wednesday evening at Portfield School in Haverford West. It has more than 60 regular members of all ages who have the opportunity to participate in a range of musical activities. Some come just to listen and socialise, but the main emphasis of the sessions is enjoyment through music. Launched in 2017, the Pride in Pembrokeshire Award is presented monthly to a voluntary group whose work has made a real difference to local people and communities. The award is a partnership between the Pembrokeshire Public Services Board and the Western Telegraph newspaper, with each winning entry awarded £200. The judging panel were particularly impressed with the socially inclusive nature of the group's activities, along with the strong commitment to volunteering and the intergenerational reach of its support. The citation said, it is clear that Wings Over Pembrokeshire makes a substantial contribution to improving the well-being of individuals and indeed towards the well-being of the county as a whole. A youngster from Eglusuru has been nominated for a National Fundraising Award thanks to his inspirational work for Prostate Cymru. 11-year-old Kai James will be guest at the Prostate Cymru Annual Ambassadors Lunch on Friday, April the 12th. Kai has been nominated for the Prostate Cymru Young Fundraiser of the Year Award, having raised £1,600 in recent months. The Eglisuru Primary School pupil was inspired to raise money for Prostate Cymru after his grandfather Hayward Jones was treated for the disease. Kai began his fundraising last Christmas by making homemade decorations which he also sold at the local Christmas fair. He continues to make and sell Welsh flag magnets and hanging decorations and has even attracted interest from potential buyers in Cardiff. Fundraisers throughout Wales who support Prostate Cymru are recognised at the lunch each year. Fishguards Transition Broguine Group is asking Pembrokeshire County Council to join with 44 other local authorities across the UK in declaring a state of climate emergency. Members of the group recently met with the leader of the council and Councillor Chris Thomas, Cabinet Member for the Environment, to discuss the situation. The groups have also launched a petition asking the Council to declare a climate emergency, saying it would ensure that there is increased public awareness and help reinforce the Council's commitment to Agenda 21 and its promotion of the Welfare of Future Generations Act. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio.
1: See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page. Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio
2: weather. All right, thank you very much indeed, Sarah. So here is the weather for you for today. After some decent sunny spells for the majority this afternoon, a little sherry rain is possible in the Far East later on this evening. It's been feeling warm in the sunshine today with max temps of 15 degrees Celsius. It's now starting to peter off down into the 11s and 10s, and there's a little bit of a cool breeze as well. Just maybe just take the edge off it a little bit more. Late tonight, low cloud and hill fog will spread west overnight with sherry rain for some. Clearest spells will be persisting in the west where patchy frost is possible due to the clear weather. Moon temperatures are going to be 3 degrees celsius. All right, then that there was Dreams from Gabrielle. So once again, thank you very much to Sarah Hoss and the news team for the news just then at the top of the hour, as we've hit ten past three here in the studios on this marvellous special, first anniversary, first birthday special ...of the Sunday Gaming Show. Huntley spent a whole year of me doing this nonsense sitting in this lovely, comfy... Well, actually, not this particular chair, because this is so much more comfy. It's so nice. There's a new chair in here. It's all nice. It's leather. It's a high-backed. I can lean back and away from the microphone. It's just... Oh, it feels so, so good. My uh, my spine is very, very pleased indeed. So thank you very much, Toby, for uh, bringing this new chair into the studio room. So, with that, what are we going to be talking about in this next hour, then, due, Because we talked about the whole BAFTA games in the last hour, and we talked about the investigations of uh, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony clearly being looked over by the uh, government over a couple of few things to do with uh, the online gaming uh, contracts and maybe breaking the law. If you want to hear anything about that, though, and you may have missed it, head over to our Pure West radio page or use the Pure West radio app. You can get through the app stores for... uh, Apple and for Android, they'll have it be a little section that says podcasts, You can go in there. You can look for the Sunday Gaming Show with Stuart, and you can then grab the first hour and the second hour if you want to tune back and uh, maybe hear something again that I was talking about, or want to hear some music that was featured as well. So, with that, what are you talk about now in this particular hour? Then, well, it's going to be focusing on the article on the what happened with Anthem. Why did Anthem go so horribly wrong? from the studio that is Bioware, the studio that worked on um, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, the ones that worked on the great Mass Effect trilogy, uh, notwithstanding Mass Effect Andromeda, which I'll be touching on as well. You know, what went horribly wrong? What happened here that led to this absolute, just, wouldn't even say a flop, it wasn't it? It was like a, a whale belly flopping, you know, absolute splash out of just, Poor reviews, poor pickup, and the backlash that it got as well was just really, really bad. Now, the thing is, a lot of this, uh, a lot of people think, oh, it's obviously EA, the guys who own Bioware, the publishers or producers should say, well, are they responsible? Actually, no. Looking at this article posted on Kotaku from an ex-employee, Jason Trier, this really does show what went on. And we're talking years, but we're talking back in 2012 up to the current day of release. It really showed all the problems that are currently in the gaming community right now, especially in the game development side of things, which is why I would love to see um, a games, uh, I think, union. A games developers' union is that is very, very badly needed. It's always, it's always a swear word union, but... The stuff that's mentioned this, it really does show there's a major problem. Now, I imagine this will not be the only game that will have this problem that will have its uh, dirty laundry aired out because we had this with Destiny back in 2014-15 when the Kotaku article for that came out. And it happened with Mass Effect Andromeda, which came out the year before, which flopped in 2016. And now, of course, we have it with um, Anthem as well. So, this has happened across the board, and I'll be touching on that after a little bit more music. So, we're going to have a bit of Burn from Ellie Goulding. And after that, we're going to have a little bit of Rhythm of the Night from DeBarge. So, I'll be back in, the in a few moments once I've just di- re digested myself on this news, because it really is something. It was an eye opener. It really, really was. <laughs>
4: Take one
2: and that there was the Rhythm of the Night from DeBarge. Before that we had a bit of burn from Ellie Goulding here on Pure West Radio. So welcome back everyone to the Sunday Gaming Show. It's currently 23 minutes past three here. Now we're going to be delving into the news of what happened when everything was revealed and showed up in what was basically an autopsy of an article on why Anthem absolutely flopped earlier on this year in February when it came out In a very, very busy time period, because there was a ton of games all coming up, one after the other. And people were really hoping for this, they were really looking forward to it, it was looking so good. People, you know, really were just set on this game. I remember saying uh, during the show, actually, I was very reluctant to support it, I was going to wait and see how the game was going to be for about a month or two before I made a decision. I'm so glad I did, because it really was... It had good stuff in it, there was some cool stuff here and there, but the build of the game and everything, it really had some major, major problems, and still has to this day. And it led to all kinds of issues where it it felt like another Mass Effect Andromeda. The same team who worked on Andromeda, uh, Bioware Studios, also worked on this. You know, this is going to be their big thing, their brand new IP. It's going to be a great stuff. And it just did not work. Now, why didn't it work? Well... The article has revealed quite a lot, and BioWare did respond on this a couple of, almost minutes after the article, so they hadn't read through the article in full about going against some of the stuff in it, and that actually led to more backlash as a result. But it seems to stem from, it was a game that didn't understand what it was meant to be, even from its very start, back in 2011. It wasn't even supposed to be called Anthem, it was actually meant to be called Beyond, they even had, according to the article, t-shirts printed out, ready for the studio um, members, the guys who were working on the game, to actually wear. And then people could wear it at E3 when everything was revealed in 2018 and 2017. So, fortunately, they couldn't get the IP for Beyond, because uh, EA, they, it was very difficult to get the laws and all that stuff, so they changed the name suddenly to Anthem. So they had to work out, what's Anthem? What What is this all about? And thus, it just became an absolute mess. It just got worse and worse and worse identity crisis for years on end of four years of not even knowing what the game was going to be what it was going to show and it just fell apart and the studio itself fell apart i mean there's one of the big things that i draw away from this not just because how poorly it was controlled due to leadership change and other stuff in the bioware studios but the fact that there were so many people who had to take a break from their careers as video game developers for their own mental health. They were having breakdowns, they were shutting down, people going to rooms just to cry specifically, were known as uh, stress casualties. The fact that you have to call that, you have to come up with a term, it's not just one instant, a whole stack of people working for you, leading to this term being coined, that is a major, major problem. That is something horribly unacceptable. And the thing is, it's not the only studio where some like stuff like this has come up before, because it very much is the crunch culture in gaming has always been there. I mean, uh, I subscribe in the article of how uh, Gamespot is what's known as the hockey stick uh, method, where it is kind of flat, it's kind of uh, all going, you know, at the same speed. As you reach the end of the development cycle, ready to ship the game out, you then hit the curve of the hockey stick going shooting up really, really rapidly. and just becomes a very intense crunch, period. And this, this just isn't viable. The problem as well is um, there are so many other factors outside this which really do need to be discussed in future events. But the big thing is it was just there was no communication at all with this game, and it led to uh, they had to remake the game multiple times because of deciding should they have flying, should they not, should uh, include certain features. And it, it was just the upper leadership as well. You know, this is the studio that had uh, problems before with other games. Mass Effect Andromeda came out in 2016-17, and that flopped me with the same problems once again. Same issues, same trouble, where it just wasn't ready in time, and because the game date was set in stone, they couldn't move it. Now, um, Anthem was actually pushed back. It was meant to be in fall of last year, as said in the article, but it never did. came out. It then moved over to February. Just gave us six months' time, just gave a little bit more time to get it done. It still didn't work out at all, and it just got so, so bad. So, I'm going to be touching a little bit more on this uh, as we have a little bit more music because there's a lot more to go through this as well. Notably, a certain engine that's being used um, in this game which had problems across the board in other versions as well. Now, what is it? You'll find out in a few moments because first we're going to have a little bit of Iron from Woodkid, followed by a little bit of Cotton Eye Joe from uh, the Redneck. So, I'll be back with you in a few moments.
5: Sundays at 8am. Join me, Jerry Evans, for the 1970s through music and politics. In a nostalgic hour, we'll sample the best music of the day and remember the dramatic politics. So make a date this Sunday at 8am and don't forget to set your teas made. At Us, our services range from one-off t-shirt printing and slogans to embroidered clothing and uniforms for business and clubs. Whether your design needs to look crisp and professional or it's just a bit of fun, our experienced embroiders and t-shirt printers
6: Sharks stuck in my head The thunder of the drums Dictates The rhythm of the fast The number of days The rising of the horns Oh hey, hey From the dawn of time to the end of days I will have to run away I want to feel the pain and the bitter taste Of the blood on my lips. Of snow is burning my hands I'm frozen to the bones I am a million miles from home I'm walking away I can't remind your eyes, your face
1: And local news follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Pure West Radio. I've
7: been married long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cutting I've been married long time ago. Where did you come from?
2: Welcome back, everyone. That there was Rednecks with Cotton Eye Joe. And before that, we had Iron from Woodkid. You may remember that from the Assassin's Creed Revelations uh, trailer way, way back in the early tens and teens. So welcome back, everyone. Now, we're chatting about the uh, big controversy, the big discussion point this week of the Kotaku article on what went wrong with um, the game of Anthem that was released by Bioware and Electronic Arts in February of this year. Now, as I mentioned, it wasn't meant to come out this year. It was actually meant to come out last year, but uh, EA basically said this has to come out before March 2019 due to the financial year uh, thing, so they get the returns and all that nonsense. Now, with this, there was one major problem that uh, can be stemmed from EA, uh, although a lot of this does come from Bioware itself. Just too many studios in multiple locations, for starters, uh, because they had a team in Austin, a team in Montreal, and another team in Canada, and it just did not work. There was no communication between them in some aspects, and it People didn't know what they were making. It really wasn't. And as a result, you know, unfortunately due to it not ever being pretty enough to read each other's minds, it led to a lot of these problems. But one of the major problems that really hamstringed a lot of production was the Frostbite engine. Now, what is Frostbite? What do you mean by that? Well, the Frostbite engine is Electronic Arts' own in-game game-developing engine. So this basically is the toolbox and ingredients and everything is built upon this... Engine is basically, um, the characters are inside it, the whole video game is built within this set, this toolbox. And the problem is, it's never really been designed for the type of games that uh, Bioware were going to make. Because they first used the Frostbite engine back when Dragon Age Inquisition came out. You may remember that uh, way back in, I think it was 2013, 2014, because that was a really successful game. That really did do so so well the thing is that was one of the ones which was almost going to go the same way as Anthem of Mass Effect Andromeda it really had so many problems the, you know stemming from the Prosper engine which apparently is like uh you know it's b- completely full of razor blades it is a very very difficult to make things work uh, to do something that you would consider very easy and, and another third party engine like the Unreal Engine you would have to work a week uh you know a week on this very small change you could probably take an hour and a few other ones which really did show some problems And Dragon Age composition, it was looking good. They had to make everything from scratch. They had to do a third-person view. So instead of you looking in first person, because the Frostbite engine was designed to work with the the Battlefield game. So naturally, it was always meant to be first-person shooting. So there wasn't really a third-person perspective camera, which is what you need a lot of these type of games, where you're seeing from behind, you're looking at what's going on. And as a result, as it went through everything, it just had to keep being made. And suddenly... The BioWare Magic, as it's called, did come and coalesce, and it allowed Dragon Age Inquisition to be such a successful game. This did not happen with Mass Effect Andromeda, and didn't happen with Anthem, where the Frostbite Engine really was so significant. I mean, uh, EA even sent a strike team of people who work on the um, Frostbite Engine from DICE Games, the guys behind Battlefield, to arrive and try and help out with it. And it still had so many problems there, because a lot of stuff just was not completed in time. They literally had to reboot everything uh, six to nine months before the major release in February. And there's so many issues as well. You could just see little nuggets here and there. it's just a lot of problems. And it's just people just could not communicate. It was new leaders coming in and out, new people in charge, committee meetings as opposed to a single decision being made. And it just time just wore on and on and on. Eventually you had what's called the ground rush effect. What is that, Stu? Well, you know when you c- come into on an aircraft, you're coming into land, the ground looks very far away, it looks very far away, it looks very far away, As so you get close to the runway, suddenly the ground is rushing up you really quick, so you suddenly realise just how fast the you're travelling, and that's known as the ground rush effect, and this basically was a major thing that did happen with this student. It, it just, it's tragic, it's so heartbreaking. It really is so so sad to see a studio that really was something very special just completely fall apart in such a dramatic and tragic way i mean i said the whole thing on stress casualties being such a thing where people were going off with depression and stress and anxiety stemming from making this game that is not healthy that is unacceptable in my opinion that's something that cannot happen. i mean we're all humans we all work in yes we all have busy days we all have tough environments but As a constant thing, you know, with a whole crunch time and all the rest, and literally burning people out, that's not, that cannot be allowed. That, You know, especially in something like this, where people are looking forward to this dream jobs for many people, and it's just so, so bad. So, so bad indeed. And it really is a shame, and I'll be touching this a little bit more now, because there has been some other stuff going on with the announcement of um, the release of Borderlands 3 coming out on September 13th. I'll be touching on that in a few minutes after a bit more music, because this kind of stems into what I've just talked about now, about what we might see with Borderlands Three later on this year. So, before that, we're gonna have a bit of funky town from Lip Sync, and I'll be back with you very shortly. Alright, then, that there was Let's Hear It For The Boy from Denise Williams, and before that we had Funky Town from Lip Sync. So welcome back everyone to the Sunday Gaming Show. It's currently 10 minutes to 4, so we'll have the news and weather for you very shortly. Now back with you for one extra hour of special nonsense bringing you further news and nonsense of the world of gaming. So we've been chatting about the uh, controversial article of what happened at Anthem's development with Bioware. You know, what went horribly wrong, what led to such an absolute flop of a game. Now, the thing is, that was a lot of problems there, but there is one thing that's kind of flagged up recently that seems to have caught people's attention is, of course, the big uh, huge thing that is um, Borderlands 3. People have been going absolutely bananas about it ever since the trailer was revealed at the end of last month. I mean, I know so many people are so excited to have the chance to play another Borderlands game because they are. A lot of fun from what I've seen. I've seen so many people just waxing lyrical about some of the crazy stuff that can go on. I definitely have to look into playing it at some point. Now, with this, um, it's been announced that for PC, it's going to be released on the Epic Game Store. Now, what is the Epic Game Store? G? What are you on about there? Well, the Game Store is kind of like Steam, where it's a series of games that are all on this uh, single like menu service where you can pick it and it has it installed on that. Then you play through it. Now, the thing is, uh, with this, we've been seeing it with... Uh, the wonders of Epic Games with uh, the problems with uh, I'm trying to think of the name Fortnite. How could I forget the word Fortnite? What is going on with these two? So yeah, so with Fortnite and the rest, it turns out that Epic Games have got into a little bit of trouble over how they transmit player data. They're actually sending off to China apparently to uh, you know to be used. You know, kind of like the whole thing of privacy and cookies. Apparently, they've not been too private about some of this stuff, which could lead to some future lawsuits. Uh, I imagine in a couple of years. Now, the thing is, people were not happy about it going onto Epic Games Store anyway because they really wanted it to be on Steam or to have its own standalone platform. The thing is, it's emerged that uh, there's been a couple of uh, posts around on I think I was not sure if it was on the 4chan or Reddit's over uh, from one of the people who work in the studio from uh, the guys at Borderlands saying, yeah, this is not a decision made by us it's a decision made by higher-ups there's been a lot of bullying going on in the studio and other bits immediately this is ringing alarm bells to me of what happened at Bioware and other studios, this could be a real worry for the guys and gals over in uh, who are looking forward to seeing Borderlands, because could this mean a major problem, especially for the PC crowd Because consoles should be alright, everything's on the console platform, not a problem at all. But with this one on the PC, for once, instead of the console uh, generation being mocked at by the PC generation, it's the other way around, because we're now seeing who's going to be published on what. They're kind of being constrained, people choose to support one or the other. So we'll have to wait and see what happens now that it's an Epic Game Store exclusive. Will we see um, people choosing not to play it? Will we see people uh, leaving it alone? Will they just go for the consoles? It's going to be a very, very interesting time period ahead. So, with that, we're now going to go into our next bit of music, which is going to be a bit of Eastside from Benny Blanco, Halsey, and Khalid. And I'll be back with you in a few seconds' time.
8: When I was young, I fell in love. We used to hold hands, man, that was enough. Yeah. Then we grew up, started to touch Used to kiss underneath the line on the back of the bus I oh, know your daddy didn't like me much And he didn't believe me when I see you with a wall Every day, she find her way out of the window to sneak out late She used to meet me on night side In the city with a sun on And every day you know that we ride through the back streets of a blue Corvette Maybe you know I just wanna leave Tonight, we can go Wanna drive down to the coast, jump in the seat Just take my hand and come with me, yeah We can do anything if you put a mind to it you take your whole life and you put a line through. it My love is yours if you're willing to take it Give me a heart sure I'm gonna break it So come away, start it today Start a new life, together in a different place We know that love is how these
9: ideas came to be So baby, run away with me 17 and we got a dream. I have a family, a house, and everything in between. And then uh, suddenly we're 10, 23, And now we got pressure for taking our life more seriously. We got a dead end jobs and got bills to pay. Have old friends and now our enemies. And now I, I'm thinking back to when I was young, back to the day when I was falling in love. He used to meet me on the east side in the city where do not set. And every day you know where we're. We can do anything if we put a mind to it Take your old life and you put a line through it Our love is yours if you're willing to take it Give me your heart cause I ain't gonna break it on the east
8: side he on the east side she used to meet me on the east side. city the sun set
5: how good is your showbiz knowledge can you guess who the special guest is on the afternoon show with Gabrielle Swales every Friday at 3.30 in the afternoon right here on Pure West Radio Pembrokeshire professionals, providing solutions for all your needs, right here in the county.
1: For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio.
2: All right, and we are back. So that there was Eastside from Benny Blanco, Halsey, and Khalid. So we're going to be closing out this. Uh, extra hour now, we're going to be going into a special fourth hour of the show, and this will be the last of our quadruple hour specials for this uh, current uh, last month. It's been quite a bit of extra time We allowed me to play a couple of soundtracks in the last hour as well, but it's always been very, very good indeed. So we'll be having the news with you uh, very, very shortly from Sarah Hoss being brought forwards, along with an update on the weather as we turn into the afternoon and evening times. What are we expecting? Stay tuned after the news to find out. Now I've got one last piece of music for us to enjoy as we close out this hour, and it's going to feature a little bit of Morecambe and Wise with Bring Me Sunshine, which I think we need after all that very, you know, dour and sad news and all the rest of what happened with... Anthem's uh, development cycle at Bioware. If you have missed it and you want to find out what I was on about, have a look at the podcast because I'll be uploading the podcast after the news over this last hour and you can hear what I've been talking about and why it's a really major problem because hopefully what happened will be the kick up the backside to see things change in the future. And I'll be touching that in a few minutes, but first, here comes Morecambe and Wise. Bring me sunshine in
10: your smile bring me laughter all the while in this world where we live there should be more happiness so much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow make me happy Let your arms be as warm as the sun from up above. Bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me love. Bring me sunshine in your smile. Bring me laughter all the while. This world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow. Make me happy through the years. Never bring me any tears. Let your arms be as warm as the sun from up above bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me love, sweet love, bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me
0: With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. Pure West Radio's first birthday party went off with a drum roll on Friday night as 16 local acts took to the stage to wow the judging panel. The event, held in the pavilion on the Withybush Showground, attracted a variety of performers, from magicians, punk bands, street dancers, gymnasts, to singers, songwriters and stand-up comedians. But there could only be one winner, and that was local drummer... Dylan Saunders-Swales, age 13. Dylan will now be perf-